How's it going, everybody? My name is Michael Godzik. Welcome to the first ever episode of Influential Minds. This is just a really business-focused podcast where we're going to be talking everything business, advertising, and just meeting a ton of really cool people. You know, first up on the chopping block, we got Aaron Hanania. <laughs> uh, he's a social media manager with a specialty in viral content generation and viral marketing. Works with a ton of different celebrities and influencers. He's a, currently a graduate student at Northwestern University as well. And he has previous experience as a CMO in various different startups. Welcome to the show. Well, thanks for having me. And thanks for having me on the first ever show. This is pretty awesome. I'm excited to be here. Happy to have you. You know, I want to I want to see what you have to say. Let's let's hear a little bit of an intro from you, from the man himself. Let's hear it. Wow. Yeah. So I mean, usually I kind of go down the same route as the social media and uh, the CMO positions, just working in different types of startups. Also, I've worked with all sorts of different businesses, but startups are fun because they're high paced, they're high energy, they're really high morale. Um, you're trying something completely new most of the time. And we say so you got that. And then, you, of course, a graduate student at Northwestern. I just started my first classes this past Friday and Saturday. So I'm so excited <laughs> to be here. So many things are changing in my life right now, but I am so, so grateful for all these changes. Love it, man. What are you, uh, what are you studying at Northwestern? Studying communications. So what's communication. really funny about that, undergrad was Augustana College, hence the Augustana A over my right left shoulder. Mm -hmm. And I was an environmental science major there. And then I what did happened? a complete switch. Yeah, so I'll tell you a quick story. So over COVID, when everything got shut down, I was really pretty adamant, like saving the turtles, really wanted to study coastal ecosystems, all sorts of ocean-related things, clean up the oceans, yada, yada, yada. And then I, I saw TikTok people doing these motivation live streams, and they were really blowing up. I mean, hundreds of thousands of followers were just going, hope you have an amazing day. Thanks so much for joining in. You matter. And I was like, you know what? I'm a pretty positive guy. Let me get in on this craze. So I kind of put my own twist on it. And then I became an influencer. And then as the, as TikTok became inundated with everybody wanting to be a DIY influencer. I kind of switched from the front face to kind of behind the scenes. And that's where I think more of the fun is happening. Right. Yeah. So we originally met on an app called you now. Uh, it's a live streaming that's right. platform. That's right. Oh my goodness. Right. So what, what got you onto you now? What originally made you decide, Hey, you know what? I'm going to go on to you now. Yeah, so that's actually a really funny story. So I was doing pretty regular TikTok live streams and I was promoting myself on a bunch of different platforms. And I saw an email one day and they reached out to me. It was you now. They're like, we'll give you this gold badge. Um, you'll have this, this, and this perks. You'll get this and this, this amount of reimbursement, which really wasn't a lot. Honestly, they still owe me over, I think like $100, but that's okay. Uh, and so I was like, oh, this might be kind of fun. And it's a different live stream. And true story, I would have one phone down here doing TikTok. I'd have one phone down here doing Instagram. And then I'd have the computers up here doing my UNOW live stream. So I can really get three or different three different streams at once. So I definitely yeah. buckled down. But that's really all I, how I found it. I didn't know it existed prior to this. And right. it, it was fun. It was really an interactive place. The audience was really, really great, really receptive. And I think it was cool. Yeah, man. For me, me personally, I actually started off on you now. Uh, you now was okay. like the, it was like the complete first thing that I did. So I went on you now and then TikTok started blowing up. I'm like, okay, well, TikTok's kind of cool. I'm going to, you know, post here and there. Maybe, maybe I'll figure it out. Right. And they were, they were kind of similar in like the size of the platform, like the, at least the size of like my platform on them. Right. So 
I made myself a bet. I'm like, okay, if TikTok goes crazy, I'm going to go straight full on on TikTok. But if you now goes crazy, I'm going to stick it with you now. Of course, TikTok went crazy. So I decided that I'm going to go over to TikTok. And then two years later, after not even having a account on you now, I just see a random email. They did like massive outreach and it worked really, it really did. well. And well. they got a whole lot of people. But then, of course, they kind of gave up on it. And I'm not going to get into the issues on the platform. I'm sure you know them. Yeah, I know them. Every platform yeah. has their pros and cons. But what type of content were you making on you now? I think so call it, but. Yeah. So on you now, I actually did just, just IRL streams. It was the weirdest mix of content anybody has ever seen i had people you know i had people joining and saying like hey you know i've never seen a stream like this because i don't even know what the hell is going on half the time yeah. and i didn't either i had, i had no idea it was just me and two friends we were just sitting down for a few hours every single day and we would just do whatever the hell whether it was roasting each other whether it was playing a game That's whatever awesome. it was we would just mess around and you know i'm shocked that we didn't get banned for the for, for, for all the random things we'd say to each other but you know what they had you very know. very forgiving um rules and restrictions i think that's how i'll say it yeah no so we met on you now and i don't know i mean you were you were doing a ton of different things you know from from just uh you know normal talk like talk show kind of thing to you know music the whole bunch of different cool things yeah, I and, got the uh, there still. It's the, I remember I used to do the guitar on you now. Yeah, you, you play the guitar like a bunch. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, I wasn't doing anything great. I was just kind of toiling around having fun. But it's just the idea of trying to uplift people, whether or not my voice is any good or not. That's for the audience to decide. I think not. But it was just, again, a time to be fun, a time to be quirky, just to have conversation. If people were going through things, we kind of help people get through things. And it was just, it, I really loved it. It was just, as, and I'm sure you did too. It's just so. Definitely. It's so nice to help other people. No, 100%. So that's why I loved streaming. But then I I was always interested in that business aspect of it, the behind the scenes. I was like, okay, well, you know what? This is cool. And I understand the algorithms and everything like that. But there is just so much more that you can do behind the scenes than you can in front of a camera. Absolutely. And that, that's what got me into social media marketing and everything of that sort. And, uh, you know, as you mentioned, you were just extremely interested in the behind the scenes of it and the whole the whole reason that i even got into it is because i wanted to start up on i wanted to do an influencer management company okay that didn't happen but <laughs> something it's something never else late. happened no 100 percent. so you know what we mentioned that you know you went into the behind the scenes of of social media so what does that what does that really mean so what what yeah. do you really do for them so it really varies based on the individual. Um, so I've had clients where I will send them video scripts. I will explicitly say, here's who's going to be at this Comic-Con. Here's exactly scripts and video ideas you can go up to them and do. Um, I have other clients where I'll travel with them or travel and meet them and film their content, edit their content, and post their content. And then I have some clients who are really, really involved in that. They are really up to date with what's going on on social media. So a lot of them, a lot of it is them telling me what they want to do. And we kind of work together to figure out how is what the best method to do that is. And honestly, that's so much fun when they know what's up because they come up to me with ideas that I wouldn't have ever had. 
Uh, right. But it's also fun though when they're not as connected. I give them ideas. It's like, oh, I never thought of that. This is going to be fun. It's going to be an unusual interaction. It's always very cool, you know, whether they know what they want to do or they want you to help because it's always just some some level of brainstorming and you always end up coming up, whether it's, you know, they do or you do, you always come up with something that's just super cool out of the park. Everybody, you know, just was like, wow, I would not have thought of this. And then, you know, you get to implement it, which is the most fun part because you get to see it really in action. Yeah. And I think that's a skill that's so underutilized. And I think even in different types of lectures and in different types of educational programs, the idea of collaboration and managing collaboration is something that's so undervalued. The idea of you put five different people from five backgrounds in a room and tell them to create a single output. A lot of students these days would struggle doing that. So I wish that that weren't the case because it's so important just being able to learn how to collaborate. It's such a great skill. So if you're listening to this, honestly, look into collaboration. It's just such a great skill. Michael, as you just pointed out in the business, especially in marketing, um, if it's you, a CEO, CMO, maybe a financial guy and a, and a tech designer, you guys all have backgrounds that are completely different. Knowledge is completely different. And just being able to be on the same page is super valuable to to just growth in general. Yeah, 100%. I think a lot of it might be with the tension span, uh, you know, about the problem on why people don't end up ever going into it or ever really looking at any of these kinds of fields because of their attention span, you know? I mean, I I know that the business that you're in requires a whole lot of attention span. You really got to be attentive and you really got to really take focus on what your client needs and make sure that your client's needs are above everything and make sure that everything gets done. Because if something does not get done, that's on you. It pans out terribly for your client. So they're not coming back. Yeah. So it's funny. The idea of attention span, this is twofold. So the first thing I'd like to say is this is my secret element here is my room is plastered with sticky notes um, because it's a really visual way for me to see information versus on my phone where it's out of sight, out of mind, quite literally. So it's insight in mind. And another thing about attention span is honestly, I feel like the TikTok is what's what's done us in. Obviously, you can look at the research and see that attention span is doing something because of technology, yada, yada, yada. But really, when you look at content and content uh, uh, consumption, our, I think our attention span is down to like four seconds. If it's not something's not engaging in four seconds. So it's killing the long form idea of YouTube. Uh, TikTok just did this creativity program trying to get people to do long form TikTok videos. And let's be honest, I don't watch long form TikTok videos. The only yeah. long form ones people are watching are the ones with like that little what the uh, subway surfers, right? Like the subway yeah, yeah, surfers, yeah. and then they yeah. the video on top. Or the, the uh, Reddit, the weird Reddit yeah. stories of weird yeah. hookups and weird things that are yeah, going all on. Like, so <laughs> perverted, yeah. All those like yeah. perverted Reddit stories. <laughs> <laughs> but they're interesting no. though. Yet there's not necessarily truth behind them, but sometimes it is really interesting to hear a, a BS story that someone actually created and wonder, wow, I really, really wonder what was going through that mind when they created that. Not necessarily in a bad yes. way. It's kind of genius, some of the stuff. <laughs> I saw that you did a podcast with Carol Baskin. Yeah. So how, how did that happen? So yeah, Carol and I, we kind of go a ways back. I think I met her over like 2020, but I'll be honest, the first time I did outreach for her, I did a lot of research, how to reach this lady. Cause a lot of my friends were like, you should reach out to Carol Baskin. And they kind of did so as a joke. Like, you know, if anyone can meet her, it's going to be you. So I was like, okay, right. let's figure this out. So I Googled Carol Baskin, Carol Baskin, contact information, you know, comes up to her website. And I realized she's on Cameo. So I was like, oh, it's $19. Let me just shoot my shot and see, send her my email and my phone number and Lo and behold, it worked. 
Um, I don't know if that works for everybody, but I had a really specific goal in mind that I explained in my message. It wasn't just a, Hey, I'm a fan of what you do. It's a, Hey, here's how I don't want to give away the format. Cause I don't want to, well, right. yeah. but there's a format that actually would benefit her and ended up did benefiting her. Um, and that's how I did her outreach specifically. So that's funny you mentioned that. Yeah, no, that's sick. I, I remember seeing that episode. I, you know, I took a look because I was, I was subscribed to your, uh, to your channel. I take a look. I'm like, wait, hold Hold on. I did like a little double take. Wait, wait, hold on. Aaron and who? Because I was, you know, I was confused. I had no idea. I, I didn't even know that you guys were friends. And then just out of nowhere, it just pops up on like the homepage of uh, YouTube. And I was just, oh, right. I was just like, oh my God, there's no way. Yeah. And but, I've never seen her, but she's actually just the nicest person. And she's so, honestly, I, I what surprised me about her is how tech savvy she is. Like she was on top of the technology and, you know, off camera, we had a really great discussion about different forms of technology and technology in the workplace that it was like astonishing. You know, I, I just didn't know she was so connected in the tech world and had so much tech help and was working with tech companies. It's just surprising to me, you know, you can never judge and you can never go into an interaction with an expectation, but you should, can certainly come out with a really changed awareness and that that's a changed perception, I should say about somebody which I absolutely yeah. did respect yep. her very highly. You know, there's just certain things that you really need to learn as a person, especially if you're going to be going into a field like business. Yeah. You know, sometimes more is less. I'm sorry. Absolutely. More is how, what is that? Is more? Less is, less is more. Less is more. There you go. Less is more. So sometimes less is more. And, you know, you don't always need to say things that you're thinking. You don't always need to say it. Right. Some things just don't need to be said. Right. And a lot of people don't realize that right now. I mean, you could clearly see it by TikTok, you know, Instagram. Everybody's in their little influencer phase where they think every, you know, that their opinions, you know, and all their views need to be plastered up online as if, you know, people genuinely need to know them. Yeah, so this on that topic, it's it's a danger, and I'll tell you why. Because it's great people want their opinions to be heard, and, and I'm someone who supports the idea that if someone's sharing their opinion, I want to hear it. I may not agree with it. I may agree with certain parts. I may completely agree, but regarding disregarding any of that is just not the right thing to do. I should absolutely right. listen to opinions. And TikTok is full of that. But the danger is nowadays is social media. I mean, younger people are using it and they're using it more frequently, but they're not necessarily being conscious about what they're putting on the internet. So I know when I was in my undergrad, I was the hiring, I was hiring people for a tech position at, for like audio tech, you know, like concerts and things. Mm -hmm. And the amount of underage people I would see with cups that had clearly had alcoholic beverages or the alcoholic beverage had the label on it. And they're posting us on their public social media. And as an employer, that's not someone I want on my team because it shows dishonesty. You know, that it's clearly right. breaking the rules. I mean, not to say you can't do what you want to do, but don't plaster online. Be conscious of your image. And I just think digital that- Digital footprint. Digital footprint, exactly. I just think that that is something that needs to be monitored. And anyone listening, be really conscious of your footprint. Google yourself. And if there's something you don't like when you hit enter- do your best to remove it, but even better, don't post it in the first place. That's great advice. A lot of people really do need to hear that. I mean, the amount of times I go on TikTok and there's just some outright ridiculous things that people post. Absolutely. I mean, oh my God. I mean, I, I would have never thought that I'm going to be seeing some girl who's clearly like 
13 just slamming a bottle of vodka i i just yeah, yeah. i was baffled <laughs> that that's on my for you page there's a guy that's on not... my for you page who dresses up as a um I, I can get a picture of this there's a guy who dresses up in a uh hot dog suit and what he's the... called the Glizbot. and <laughs> it, i i because of copyright because of just the rules right, of youtube yeah. i'm gonna not play the video i didn't even know that exists it's crazy well it's kind of like those ai trends if you've ever seen that yeah that oh my god the npc thing oh my god. you know that's super interesting because at the end of the day i i may not enjoy watching it but i have to say the creativity there and at the end of the day they're trying to monetize the most on tiktok live streams and, and it's working a phenomenal too job, phenomenal job yeah it's working that's that's what's crazy to me how it's working and because you know oh yeah tons i mean the whole thing on what they're doing for those people who are not aware of you know what they're doing basically they're you know an ai or an npc right so they're going to just sit in front of a camera and whenever somebody sends a gift whether you know on, on tiktok there's a lot of different kinds of gifts um you know there's roses there's right. um there's like a hot chili pepper so you know they're gonna sit there and whenever somebody sends a gift they're gonna react to that gift specifically and when they react to that gift specifically, it's encouraging more people to send gifts. Right. There you go. And for anybody who's unaware of how this works on TikTok, gifts are how you can monetize. So the more gifts you're sent and the more value behind those gifts, the more you're able to monetize your TikTok lives. Right. Hence, the more you're able to make off of TikTok, off of doing that. So it's very smart, but I'm going to be one of the definitely not the first or the last to say it's kind of weird uh Absolutely. in my personal opinion i mean oh my god like, I, i'm under the firm believer and by the way that guy i just showed is blaine i actually enjoy his content he is very dedicated doing this many many hours a day every single day of the week but going off of what you just said there is i'm definitely pro the unique and original content but it has to be right. valuable the idea of how just the consumer brain works and there's a lot of psychology behind this and i can send you some of the resources on this if you wanted to sure. look into more or re viewers can send me messages it's probably easier but there's a lot of psychology that says people will watch things that bring value to them so there's an individual on tiktok for example the tiktok dad who teaches guys how to tie ties how to mow lawns how to fix hinges on doors all sorts of things like that he grows because there's value there the value that these AI trends bring is comedic value. We're going to sit here. We're going to either gossip about it, frankly, laugh at it, or donate money to make someone do something they probably otherwise wouldn't. So that's Their dedication, how though. Yeah, they Their are. dedication is ridiculous. Yeah, it is. It's extremely I mean, what are they streaming for like, like bare minimum I've seen is one stream for five hours. You that's sat there and watched it for five hours? No, 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 no. I, um, so I saw, I saw it live at, you know, like 6 a.m., right? I just, I woke up and I was just nothing better to do. No, no, no emails, no nothing. Didn't have to do anything, no response, whatever. Didn't have to go anywhere. So I just, you know, I opened up TikTok and this is a terrible habit. Don't do this. Don't just go straight out to TikTok in the morning in your bed. You're not going to get up. I opened up TikTok and then I start scrolling and I see it. I'm like, ha, you know, that's funny and whatever. And I go on with my day. And then five hours later, I this was Sunday, by the way. So five hours later, I'm on my way back from church, and 
I'm like, hey, I, you know, I wonder what's on TikTok, right? So yeah. I'm walking back. I pull out my phone and I go on TikTok. First thing I see, that exact same person. That's crazy. And, you know, that's funny that you mentioned getting up in the morning because that's a lot of what I do is trying to figure out the key times to to post and whatnot. And it's so interesting how the space is moving, whereas over COVID, it was the, the key times were during the afternoon. Now people are ingrained, myself included sometimes. And this is terrible to admit. First thing I do is check my phone notifications. But 100%. if you can get out of that habit, I can guarantee your morning will be better. I mean, yours, no, definitely. mine. Yeah, I think a lot of why is because, you know, we're very, very worried and want to be conscious of whether there's any texts or emails that need immediate response. Yeah, anything exactly. of that sort. So it's just like, even you know, I've tried this, I tried to put my phone in another room. And well, what happens, right? I quite honestly, just immediately get up, grab my phone. Because I'm, I'm just right. in the back of my head. I'm like, shit, like, I can't not look at it. I need to see what's, you know, if there's anything I need to respond to. Because, yeah. you know, God forbid there's a, a campaign spending a couple hundred a day for a client and it's doing nothing or the campaign gets shut down by Facebook overnight, which yeah. happens a lot. God forbid that happens. Then, you know, if I don't check my phone, I can't fix it. Right. So we're losing time too because I, I not only have my own social media accounts, I have other multiple other social media accounts that I get notifications from. And honestly, I hate looking at notifications, but it just, my brain subconsciously does it. And that is always the most annoying thing. And just being a numbers cruncher, like I am, I mean, even here, just in the time we've been sitting here, this is my, my personal phone. This is, Oh, that's Snapchat. It's not anything useful to this but just all the different types of notifications i've got just while sitting here it's right now um, yeah here let's see let's see if i got any and i'm oh, not saying actually not a lot it's just, it's just we get so many notifications in a day just we as collective young people in america who are connected to social it's media just a solid amount of emails oh my god but this is this is over the span of like the last two days for the stuff that yeah. i didn't open yet oh wait no it's not this is the last 40 minutes. Look, this is the last 40 minutes. <laughs> Man, you're popular. Oh, you got some iMessages there. See, we're talking about this and you're going to start subconsciously. Yeah, no, this is crazy. And then, you know, you're just, you know, it's it's like always in the back of your head that you always, you know, you want to take a look, right? Yeah. The worst Man. thing is, and, and again, you can prove this, this, this is the worst thing. Um, these Apple oh, watches. Because I can't. Them, nope. I love it when I'm working so I don't have to pick up my phone, but whenever I'm doing podcasts or I'm studying or I'm doing anything of focus, I always try to make sure I disconnect. You know, and that's super helpful. It'll all show up. But it's super hard to do. It's hard to get into the routine. But once you're in the routine, it's awesome. Highly recommend it to everybody. Just disconnect entirely. I promise you that if the notifications can wait, because if someone really needs you, they're gonna call. Right. And I can see if my phone's ringing. You know, that's kind of at the end of the day. Yep. Like if Michael, you're like, oh my God, I need you real quick, Aaron. And I'm not responding to Instagram messages, you'd call yeah. ultimately. Right. So, you know, I want to get your opinion on this. This is just completely going to a com randomly select a different, to different topic. Okay. So what are your thoughts on all of the like big trends and everything all over Twitter, all over the internet, all over YouTube of only fans and how that's just been transforming the entire industry when it comes to marketing, when it comes to 
you know, just business. I mean, you see OnlyFans management agencies. There's just yeah. basically people are getting paid to be legal pimps. It's it's just it's the yeah. most. You know, when you're looking back in history, and I, I'm gonna word this very carefully, there has been the, the this is called the sex industry in general. That's just what it is. Right. There's different yep. forms of it online. There's different forms of it, like dating apps. This is all considered the sex industry, whether it's directly or correlated or loosely correlated. Every generation and every decade has had something new. You know, for example, right. in the '90s, it was the clubs. In this, I don't really know what was going on in the '60s, but maybe there were things going on in the '60s. I'm sure people sure. who are from grew up in the '60s know what that is. I don't, but each generation has their own thing. Um, you know, in the early 2000s, it was websites. It was you'd go to a video store, you'd buy a video, you'd watch it, you'd return it. Um, nowadays, it's the OnlyFans. That is where people. That is the form of sex content these days. And I personally, whenever I see that pop up on my For You page, because it's always unsolicited, I always block. I'm really not interested in anything right. they're providing. To me, there's exactly. no value there. Um, and I don't, I, I just don't like it. 100%. I mean, in my that, mind. That there's kids watching and there's minors watching. And therefore, yeah. my For You page is ultimately going to cross over at some point, And the OnlyFans is probably where it's going to go. 100%. Cross. Ultimately, it's transforming men and transforming just society in general, not just men, to be more more focused on the sexualization of you know of women of people rather than you know building meaningful relationships and building meaningful bonds due to just the crazy impact that it made and like all that mesh on their brain absolutely and going off of that there's also creators which i'm not going to name by name that are out there sure, where, talk up, where i think most people are going to know who i'm talking about they walk up to women consensually. They ask if they can record a video, and then they ask, "Oh, like, can I kiss you? Or can I kiss your friend? Or can yeah. I this or there? Spin the wheel, um, do this, do that." And I really think that those are immoral. I'll tell you why. There was an instance. This happened a couple of weeks ago, where one of my friends, who who's a girl, she was approached at a festival, did the interview. Then this guy posted her responses, obviously entirely consensually, and then the outlash ended up bullying her on social media and so she frantically got these videos taken down but i'm just thinking about you look at the comments and these videos are harboring hateful messages um obviously what you're talking about the men you know the this and the sexualization i just it's there's no good in it there really isn't there's i can't even think of anything positive about those videos other than it's fun watching someone spin a wheel that is the only part i enjoy other than that absolutely (laughs) no enjoyment whatsoever well, yeah, no, definitely. It's it's really just taking our society into a place where, I mean, look, we've already discussed, you know, attention spans are getting lower and lower and it's yeah, it's really bad. So society already there is screwed. And then, you know, we have OnlyFans and all these little, you know, apps, sites, everything, you know, anything under the sun that you could think in that entire industry. You know, it's, it's at... It's not like, you know, you have to go to like a video store, like you mentioned, and go, you know, grab a DVD or like a, a VHS, watch it, whatever, we'll go return it. No, it, it's, it's all on the, you know, the tips of your fingers right now. So it's so it easily accessible for everybody, yeah. including it's children. So easy to hide. Yeah, it's so easy to hide, too, because 
I, to my knowledge, and I don't know a lot, I know a little bit about the OnlyFans because one of the endeavors I was going on was with a, a startup that wanted to create an, um, I have to, because it's not a public thing, uh, wanted to do something in that industry using AI, if that makes sense. But it's yeah. not video, it's more so voice. So it, if that gets enough out there. But so oh. I looked into it, and when I looked into it, it, it there's no app. So it's impossible to know when someone's using this website. You know, kids could have it, clear their search history, right? It's not hard to do. You can use a VPN. You can use a incognito mode, which is new to, to Chrome. So you can easily hide it, which is dangerous. And there's a lot yeah, that's free. Right? 100%, you can see 100%. explicit images for free and you could be 12. And that's obviously, that's illegal. 100%. It's, you know, the industry is so immoral and so downright perverted and there's so much bad that it causes in the world you know from exposing children to you know sexual material whether that's pornography whether that's you know stories paragraphs you know little yeah. little fan fiction whatever whatever the case may be it's exposing you know children it's exposing very impressionable people on and you know especially young people onto these terrible things and genuinely changing the course of how they will be for the rest of the, uh, their lives whether they know it now or they don't they will realize at some point all the damage that that did to them because Absolutely. of that kind of exposure you know we're going into the age where social media is the single hand largest change in our lifetime and yep. i can't say it's good even though i'm a part of it i don't have to love the product i put out there right i don't have to love what social media is doing to society just like some people don't love what their jobs are doing to contribute to society yep. uh, but i enjoy doing it because it helps out people and the people i support are ones that are doing good that are joining their charities but social media is inherently dangerous just inherently dangerous for a multitude of reasons in that children are starting to watch it now. Now, when I speak to high schools, all I see are kids kids on their phones, kids looking down here. Um, right. I always make the joke, wow, are you admiring yourself? Like, yeah. you know, because you have to try to do it. So these teachers are putting up with more and more. The attention spans are shorter. Kids are getting more agile. Kids are having, this is really interesting, Michael. Kids are having less social interactions from a younger age because they're starting out younger ages on iPads, iPhones, and tablets. That's It's crazy to me. I mean, I hate that. I hate seeing parents I in the grocery to... store with like a, a kid sitting there on an iPad. I hate that so much. I've been out to a really nice restaurant before. I've been to one of the best. And not to, not to brag, it was a business sure. meeting at. One of the nicest steakhouses in Chicago, and the table yep. directly next to us had four kids, all of them of which were looking down at iPads the entire time. And food's coming, and they're no. yeah, looking down. And yeah, I just they're think doing that, who like no who knows what they're doing, you know? Yeah, but I just think they're losing out on valuable skills because there's just even textures, right? You know, from young age, children are supposed to explore textures, so using visual to look at things to but versus looking at this on a computer, right? completely different and i just think that society needs to move away from that we need to definitely learn to put social media away we don't need an instagram photo of the beach we're on we don't need an instagram photo of the pool enjoy the pool enjoy your family right even i find myself yeah. guilty of this i've done that too like well look, oh, at this. This is a look at that wow that's a cool view let me post a photo of my snapchat but definitely we need to move away from that no 100 percent. and you I know i tell my clients that 
Yeah, 100%. And, you know, going back to that, you know, story that you mentioned with the kid at the table, you know, it's one thing that they're missing out on experiences, right? But that's one thing. And then the whole other thing is missing out on valuable time with your family, Absolutely. your parents, and, you know, your loved ones. I mean, you know, people don't live forever. Your parents don't live forever. So you're missing out on, you know, all that valuable time that you could have spent with them making memories, whether, you know, you remember them or they do, because, you know, if you're very young, they might just remember it. And right. I found this, I, uh, while you're talking about that time spent yeah. is I, I pulled up TikTok from the happiness project. And this is a graph mm -hmm. that's going viral and I'll send you a screenshot of it. So you can put it on screen. Um, mm -hmm. But it shows this idea that as, as age increases, uh, the different variables decrease. And like I said, Michael, I'll send you this TikTok so you can put it on screen. Oh. But you'll notice here that uh, time spent with family from ages 18 to 27 decreases by over 80%. So exactly what you just said. In that childhood stage, it is so important to be with your family, be with your friends, learn how yeah. to interact. Because as you can you can attest to this, someone who can interact makes a better businessman, better businesswoman, and a better employee in general. Because they can communicate their needs, communicate their wants, communicate what they're working on in a project. And I've just noticed that kids these days are lacking in being able to sh even shake hands. If I come Definitely. over, you're like, nice to see you. You know, just there is so much. They're, they're like a little like, sloppy. and Yeah, know. but there's so much formality behind a handshake that they're not taught. And that might not be any fault of their own. That could be the system. But it's just things like that, that in the future will hurt them. And then they won't know why. Yeah, you know, what I noticed is that we're really striving away as a society from modesty, formality, and traditionality as well. Yeah. And it, I believe that that's very, very dangerous for where we're heading because mm -hmm. we're letting go all of the factors that make us a civilized society, which, you know, is able to effectively function and effectively innovate. I mean, yeah. we're we're letting go the things that make us as a society who we are and, you know, growing to be more and more of a just closed-minded collective. Right. And, you know, I think it's hard to exactly respond to that because it's so that what you just said is so important that I actually don't want to detract anything from what you just said. But yeah. even if you look in leadership and organizations, what you mm -hmm. just said applies there. And that's changing so, so much. And there's so much, what's the word here? Inconsistencies amongst it. And I think it could be traced back to that. I really do almost directly. You know, if we really take a look at it and really put in the effort to change, really put in the effort to do what we can and do our best and grow as people, then there's mm -hmm. just, I mean, the, the possibilities are endless, you know? Yeah, and that's something... I tell a lot of students, like I mentioned before, I speak to different groups for different reasons, mostly younger, like high school, because I started doing, I started working when I was in high school on different mm -hmm. projects or like writing a book, because my mentality was start now and sooner, whereas everyone is partying and playing hard. I'm working, trying to refine myself, trying to grow, and it pays off, but so many people don't know about that, right? So many people think, oh, it's time. It, yeah, and you should enjoy your young years. Yeah. I'm not telling you to work all day, every day, but I'm saying- right. Maybe don't go drinking at three days a weekend. Go out for one Friday, go to a bar, have fun, drink responsibly. And then Saturday and Sunday, spend time to work or do something that you wouldn't otherwise. 
And I think it's so important. And that's how you, you see these people who are just so successful in society. Right. And a lot of them started out really young. They had a goal and they worked to achieve it. And they followed through and they persisted through everything to get there. Yeah, no, 100%. And, you know, that's extremely, extremely important to, you know, to just really start as early as you can. I mean, the earlier you start, the more you're able to, you know, kind of just do trial and error, see right. what you like, see what works, see what doesn't. But, you know, of course, the later you start, the more responsibilities you have, the more things you need to focus on. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, if you start after, you know, at, say after college, say after, uh, you know, or if you don't go to college, say, you know, you just start when you have a job, you know, you have a lot of responsibilities. It's very hard to make sure that you're able to do all that trial and error, all the work and, you know, learn to adapt. I think that one of the most valuable skills I learned early on, or I don't know if I taught myself or the school did, mostly I think I taught myself managing system complexity whether it's an actual system or it's the fact that I have 10 things on this to-do list that I have to do by today. And let's say I did this podcast sporadically. It's like, okay, I didn't plan for that. So now that's something that a lot of students these days may not have been taught. So they might struggle or say, I'll do it later, but later never comes. That's just a fact. Um, so managing complexity is something that I really wish there was a class about that in high school, just how to manage. It should be multi multitudinal if that's even a word multi-dimensional is the word i was trying to get to multi-dimensional problems so the fact yeah. that oh my window is broken but i have a meeting with the ceo at noon that i need to be presented but then i have to uh i have to change and change you know the tire on a car like all these different things that happen in life and we should learn how 100%. to handle no way to learn it other than yeah, being, you know i wish they taught financial literacy too Right. Yeah. I oh mean, God. Yeah. That's a big that's thing. A People don't know how to file their taxes. I barely know how to do that, and I had to <laughs> Google and YouTube, admittedly, hundred percent, or ask somebody. But it's I crazy, you know. Yeah, YouTube is teaching us more than school really oh. did. Because YouTube is, from that perspective, it's professionals teaching a very fine-tuned professional skill. Whereas mm -hmm. education, if you're at a liberal college, is a little bit more refined in a general area. But if you're at a public school it's significantly less refined but youtube is yeah. youtube university is very refined i could find such a, i can find how to fix that samsung tv because the remote doesn't work and i can find a guy who knows how to do it yeah so <laughs> Which is i wanted to i wanted to section like section over to to something i'm just gonna hit you with something i want you to tell me about it all right tell me about deep space yeah, so Deep Space was the that was the first album I wrote. I wrote that when I was I think a senior in high school. Um, I had gone through mm -hmm. a breakup, but like she, the girl who I broke up with, had actually got me into writing songs. So I had wrote some poems and songs. So that was my first attempt at doing uh, a full length album, and I recorded that in my dorm room mostly or in my bedroom mostly and then i got really lucky met the right people and got to play it live at a bunch of really cool universities and venues um so i learned a lot about the music industry from that honestly it's my least favorite album i've ever or songs i've ever put out they're okay looking yep. back at them i kind of laugh but it just shows personal growth as with any endeavor our yeah, first no, definitely business, your first business or your first company 10 years from now you'll look back and you'll laugh and go here's exactly what i did wrong and here's where i'll grow it's the same thing 100%. with any artist, any 
type of engineer who does CAD. I can list this for every profession and music is yep. no different. Yeah, that's why, you know, I wanted to bring up the first, you know, I hope you don't mind, but I wanted to just make sure that when, you know, when people see or listen to this show, they understand that you're not perfect immediately. No, absolutely. You're not, you're not going to be great at anything immediately. I don't think you'll and ever be perfect ever. No, nobody, really look, gonna nobody's ever going to be perfect. Yeah. He'll be good, yeah, but I don't think he'll be great because we're all humans, right? Well, great would be the AI machine that has 100% consistent sure. accuracy. You know, 100%, I might have yeah. accuracy even at the best point in my life. Yeah, 100%. And, you know, it's, you know, as you mentioned, it's very important, the personal growth and, you know, general growth. That's very, very important. And just the learning that, you know, it really does take to hone your skills. And I think that's just super important. Yeah. Because the more that you're practicing, the more that you're working, you know, as much as I hate to say, because a lot of people get very, very annoyed when you say things like this. But it is true. Practice makes perfect, even though you're never going to be perfect. But it's important that you understand that if you don't work on it, you're not even going to get good. Yeah. I When I tell people, I kind of say practice makes perfect, but personal self-reflection and refinement makes perfection. Because at the end of the day, I could play this piano for 20 hours, but if I don't play for an hour and then look back and go, okay, I'm trying to learn the song Big Black Car by Gregory Allen Isakov, for example, a random song. And I say, okay, I'm not hitting here. Let me look at it and really critically analyze it, right? I'm just giving a more extreme example. We're not going to be saying you're critically analyzing, but mostly in your professional experience in business, you'll be saying, I just got out of this meeting and here's what wrong. Let me critically analyze it. And that critical analysis is what 85% of people fail to do, sometimes myself included, uh, because it's not taught. And I know I go back to the fact that it's not taught, but it's up to you to learn it. So your quote hits so hard, but I was just going to adjust it. Practice 100%. makes perfect, but self-reflection and refinement makes perfection. There you go. Yeah, no, that's definitely much better. I mean, you know, it's it's work. It's hard work. Yeah, it's absolutely. so much work, but it's it pays off at in, you know in the end. I mean, and it's mental. Work. Oh, definitely. Yeah, it. You know, I'm I'm sure you've went to went to bed with a lot of headaches after absolutely. after a whole bunch of work. Yeah, it's absolutely. it's it's a lot of work, but it's worth it. Yeah, it is. And something else, I guess I'll talk to you when we're talking about reflection is there's a, something online I recently learned about called the Strengths Finder Assessment. And then what this is is it's a series of like 155 questions that really give you your top five strengths. So for example, oh, the high five. Yeah. So understanding that and being able to analyze it, and then there's a book called Strengths and Leadership. That's a great book. Um, and actually in this book, it outlines the different types of strengths um, as well as characteristics and specific examples that could be helpful. So I, to people who don't know a lot about themselves, I highly encourage you try that and then really take it and run with it. Say, oh, you know, I'm a really good influencer, but I'm really bad at collaboration. So maybe read into collaboration and it will help you with that personal growth eons more than you would ever imagine. Yeah, there's a lot that you can learn from books and from reading. I, you know, I'm, I'm going to be the first to admit I'm very, very guilty of not reading enough. I, yep. I should have read a whole lot more and I'm just now realizing it and starting to read, you know, read a lot more. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, one of the go-to books that I'm currently reading is called the ultimate gift. Oh yeah. Uh, for those who have read it, I'm sure that you loved it and it's changed you, but 
yeah, no, there's so much personal growth that, and there's just so many takeaways from that book and just books in general. I mean, I think that people now are very, very guilty of not reading and of not learning from books and trusting the internet and TikTok and Instagram and all these platforms uh, for their learning rather than, you know, picking up a book and learning from a book. Right. And so on that point is, uh, I can kind of segue to this and continue to talk about that. I, for example, consume a lot of information from documentaries, but I took a class uh, about power and information and disinformation in my environmental science course, actually. And there I learned that there's so much disinformation, which is information that, or misinformation that's accidental misconstruement of the truth. But also at the same time on a lot of these websites like uh, Vox and CNBC and Vice News, these are all framed from a really specific perspective. And knowing that is very important while reading it because it's not always neutral. So that's why I agree with books because books are usually the most neutral unless it's politic politically driven or opinionated. A lot of times it's the true facts. But nowadays, a lot of the news is going to be either one way or another, have some form of opinion. Maybe yep. it's going to be a documentary about the ocean that's made by the stakeholder of the biggest fishing company but it's supposed to pretend like it's not so they're going right. to kind of throw you only certain information so you're really only seeing this half of the screen when this is just a, an abyss exactly so I, yeah that's so in, important to know people don't realize it and it's it's right. crazy and you know i'm guilty of it a lot everyone's guilty of it now right tons of people are now guilty of it and you know we need to realize that there's so many different takeaways in book takeaways in books and so Absolutely. many different ways to grow. I mean, I believe that there's a lot of value in, you know, reading a lot of value in learning from a book and a lot of just general things that you can learn. I mean, there's just tons of different factors that people don't really learn now. You know, and I you mean, people are, you're not taught leadership, right? People are not taught leadership anymore. No. And what are some of the, you know, top books that you can learn leadership from, right? I mean, if people, people can't even fucking name them. Because, yeah, I mean, myself you know, they, included. Right, I mean, I, I can't even name them, right? And that's because I'm guilty of it. Right. We're all so guilty of it. And there's so much that we need to, you know, going back to just the self-reflection, we need to reflect and figure out exactly, you know, what we need to do, what steps we need to take in order to have the best outcome on our lives. Absolutely. And in the business world, that's so important. And here's a mistake I see a lot of people making is what well, you and I and other people have been seeing around the thing. Like, okay. We need to sell 5,000 of this poster yeah. and someone will say, okay, great. Let's find people who love vacations. But what 95% of people don't do, they don't reach into a bin and go, okay, here's the actual statistics about uh, beach vacations in 2023. Here's what people are like, oh, they like sandals. Okay, we like the sandals resort. You know, So by looking at the research of what's out there, it helps you significantly. And you a just, lot of people don't look at that. <laughs> uh, so this is actually, um, this is I'm in a collaborative leadership class. So what I pulled out yeah. is the five Fs of leadership framework. Um, just Got talking it. about different types of leaders. Great. Um, you thought I just had sandals beach. Yeah, yeah. I thought I thought you just pulled out like an actual like graph of just you know vacation spots. I'm like, wow, you just have that prepared, huh? Oh, but I do have um actual marketing information about uh how to sell 
And this story actually talks about looking at the data and they use examples, not like that, but they use an example of selling cars. So I kind of changed it a little bit, but it's great so, uh, talking about how important research is. Yeah, yeah, no, 100%. And, you know, <laughs> on the on the topic of books, you're an author. I am. Yeah, I wrote that book. You when want I to tell us a little bit about it? Yeah, so I was really interested in psych psychology and just psychological research. And, you know, ideas like the Stanford Prison Experiment were just mind-boggling to me. So I yeah. wanted to write a book about what happens if you put two, like I think they were 14-year-olds, in a perfect environment, or 16-year-olds, in a perfect environment where all the variables are controlled except for themselves. These are two regular people in a systematically controlled environment. And yeah. I used a lot of real research and a lot of interpretive thinking to figure out, well, here's what research says people will do. Now I need to kind of no one's ever done this type of experiment and I needed to try to throw some life lessons in there and have fun in the process. This is my first ever book. So I, in theory, had no idea what I was doing other than just yeah, hoping so, I would do it well. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And what is your, what's that book called? It's called The King's Pawn. And it's not about chess. Um, it's actually a metaphor because Susan Kingston, Susan King is the is the lead villain or the lead antagonist in the book. And she's the one running the experiment because she has some misconstrued social values of her own, which are really important. Yeah. And the kids are the pawns, the literal metaphor, because she's literally moving them around in some cases. So the king's pawn is just a metaphor of power, of like just a power dynamic, actually. I love it. I, you know, I'm going to have to go ahead and check that one out. Uh, where can people find it? If you just Google it, you have to put my name after it because there's actually a lot of chess-based strategic books that are out there under a similar title. Just type the King's Pawn. That's a King's apostrophe S Pawn uh, and then my name. But it, should, it comes up on Amazon. I think my website even has it. I have autographed versions. Uh, but when I travel to Comic-Cons, I do sometimes bring them with to sign and give to fans so uh, if you guys want to go ahead and check out the king's pawn it's in the description so just go ahead and check that out appreciate it and i myself i'm gonna check it out as well Thanks, Michael. from that little basic description that you gave it sounds very very interesting i do love psychology and uh going off of psychology what who's your favorite psychologist that you studied I love Philip Zimbardo just because of what happened. If you know, I mean, Zimbardo was the one who conducted out the 74 prison experiment in Stanford University. Yep. But there's also ones that um, are looking at leadership. Even one of my, I'm not going to name drop my own professor, but the professor I have now is a collaborative leadership, and she has extensive practice in that industry. It's just so fascinating learning about power dynamics and how we can be better leaders and what how we can refine our own traits to best lead others and a fascinating fact is the best leader is one who actually wants power for the organization meaning if i want to be the leader i want to lead because i want to grow the organization not because i want notar notability so it's just right. so interesting to learn about so that's yeah, definitely yeah no that that experiment was very very interesting the stanford prison experiment i mean it was very interesting to see how when you know given certain roles people will react a certain way of course exactly. at the start at the start it was it was all normal civilized uh -huh. and then it turns to hell absolutely later on and what I, was believe, I believe that they had to stop it right yeah they did but yeah. what's really interesting if you look at the case studies the fact that zimbardo himself became one of the variables under study because he didn't want to stop the experiment 
and for this and that reason, I don't recall, and I don't want to misstate. I don't want to misinform back. Nice tie sure. back there. But there uh, they, they, they didn't want to stop the experiment. So just something like that, just showing that when we're given roles, and I partook in a game called the Power Game in one of my lectures. And for example, we're given roles and we have to partake in them. You naturally embody them after an hour. After a day, you fully you become engrossed in it. And after that, you believe it to be true. So I'm sure these people are at the, at the position where they believed it to be true, which is scary. Yeah, no, definitely. Psychology is so powerful. Absolutely. I mean, there's just so much in a person's psyche that can really transform that way, you know, the ways that they act and they can transform so quickly. And it shows that these are just regular people like you, Michael, like myself, like the viewers and the listeners. These weren't people from super high wealth or super low. Wealth. These were everybody, random people literally pulled. I think there was a sign on campus put and people applied. That was, yep. was it. That was the prerequisite. Exactly. And then they crazy. shoved them all into a basement and gave them roles. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it was, there was another great, and I'm blanking on the name. There's a psychologist who put one person behind a switchboard and put oh, yeah, yeah. behind a, this is famous, behind a, yeah. a wall. A and wall the psychology and... Of, is if I know that it will inflict pain on somebody else, I believe to my own personal benefit, will I continue to do it? Um, yeah, I don't know yeah, and, exact, and I don't want to misinform it again, but there is. Right, a I, don't, I don't know the name, but I, I do recall what you're talking about. Yeah. So, you know, there, there's one set behind a wall, can't see the other person, but they can hear them. I think it was a Stanley Milgram experiment. Yeah, no, that it's very, very interesting. I, I remember reading about that and just being just dumbfounded. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's it's a really really interesting experiment on just power dynamic and on how you know if you're given the opportunity to you know to do something to someone and was there I, I'm blanking was there any consequence do you do you remember for no. not pressing. Oh, I don't know about that, but I do know that the mental consequence was there was an authority figure. This was an authority-based right. research project about how do we react to authority. So I think the consequence is I'm going to falter and authority is going to get angry. People will listen to authority figures regardless if they're actually of authority, which is interesting because in group settings, this – brings true to there's a group leader who becomes the authority figure and everyone will naturally follow them after a while. Of course, they'll form their opinions in the process, but they'll naturally follow, which is so fascinating. Right. It's, it's so, so interesting, all these experiments in psychology and just learning about psychology in general. For anybody listening, I do genuinely recommend that you take a look at some of these experiments and some of these psychological scenarios and books and just texts that you can find online as well as a lot of these videos that you can find online Absolutely. not on tiktok for the love of god but just <laughs> find it somewhere on youtube and i'm sure there's plenty of documentaries i know i've watched a few and there's a lot that you can learn and a lot that you can learn about human nature from them and once human nature is very that, important yeah once you learn how to read people and you really understand how to understand people then you can be a better collaborative 
you can be better in a collaborative environment. You can be a better team worker. You can better be, you can be a better team leader. You can be a better business person. This is obviously a business minded podcast. So a true businessman or businesswoman should understand how people interact and why. I think it's so important. You don't need yeah, to be a definitely. sociologist level of like, okay, well, according to this one case study, like 1955, right, right, that is a little too excessive. But just being able to recall, no, okay, I have to keep in mind people are going to listen to authority. So I can't prove I'm an authority figure when I'm not because that's going to mean people might be opinionated when I'm asking for a neutral opinion, for example. There's all yeah. sorts of things like that. 100%. And yeah, so before we you know, go ahead and close off, I'm going to do a little bit of a rapid fire for you. Oh, geez. So, hey, I used to do rapid fire for people. I've never had it done to me. Uh-oh. Rapid fires are fun. Uh, yeah, so, they are. So do you plan on staying in the U.S. for the rest of your life? To work? Yes. But some of the startups I've worked on have international basis. So I will go wherever. And I hope to travel internationally for work, actually. But I think I'd like to be based here in the U.S. because my family's here. But I would yep. love the opportunity to work abroad and work with a new dynamic in, in a new situation. Absolutely would love it. What is the country that you love to visit? So I've been working with something called Banter AI. It's a startup and they, we blew up in Japan. I mean, just blew up in Twitter on Japan. And, and I took a class in undergrad where I was supposed to go to Japan for th almost three weeks. So Japan is a place where I would love to visit. I'd love to work there. I'd love to work with the people there. I'd love to learn about their businesses. So fascinating. Auckland and New Zealand is just beautiful. Um, Australia would be beautiful. But I think right now, Japan is a place I would really love to visit. What is your favorite thing that you can do for a client in order to help them? Because I'm sure that there's a ton of different things that you do. Uh -huh. uh, to help clients, but what is your favorite thing out of all those services? I think helping them create a viral video, having the video go viral, and then they see the benefit from it. And then they enjoy it, fans enjoy it. That is always really fun. Just Got the it. reaction to reality. It's always so fun. Great. Yeah. And this one, this one, I think, I think you're going to get a good kick out of. What do you think of Chicago weather? Oh, God, I hate it. I can't wait to get out of here. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I cannot wait to get out of Chicago because it's sunny in 81 day and snowing 25 the next. Um, I do want to go somewhere warmer. Um, there is a great business infrastructure in place in Chicago. I use a scooter to get around a lot. So the scootability the is ones. just, what? yeah, it's terrible. The walkability sucks. I want to go to a place where it's more accessible and more accommodating in general and warmer. I mean, come on now. But the pizza, I'm going to miss the pizza. I'm going to miss Pequod's. If you've ever been to Pequod's, that's a really good city place. I've not. I gotta check it out. Where's it? Uh, where where's it located? What part of the city? Lincoln Park, Northwest in Lincoln Park, not far from the DePaul campus. Oh, okay. Yeah, I might I might actually stop by today. You should. Uh, I should. Yeah, hundred percent, definitely. On my way home, so might as well. That saved me some. Um, <laughs> I'll I'll go ahead and I'll mail it over to you. If five business so, days. Yeah, about five business days. Because the UPS has been struggling lately, there'll be ten to fifteen business days. And probably eaten by then. Let's just let's just be safe and say a month. Okay. Yeah, let's say thirty days, thirty business days. Oh jeez. But but yeah, no, I wanted to thank you so much for coming on here. I know this was just really kind of right. out of nowhere, and uh, of course, this is the first, so I'm kind of all over the place. No, no idea what I'm doing. But 
You're doing great. <laughs> I have to say this. You're doing great. You're asking really inquisitive co- questions. We've had really great conversations. I've done a lot of podcasts. Like I'm not trying to write. I've done hundreds. And honestly, this has been one of the most great because you're not, not looking at a script the whole time and you're asking really relevant conversations. And most importantly, you're willing to go off script. You're willing to adapt. You started out asking a question about OnlyFans and we ended up talking about Pequod's pizza in the long run, right? So that is great. And then you're able to bring it back. Phenomenal. I really think you did a great job. Thank you so much. And for those of you guys who don't know, uh, Aaron here is actually a host of his own podcast. You want to go ahead and plug it? Yeah, hold on. Give me like 10 seconds. Hold on. Sure. Not even 10 seconds. I just uh, need to get into the full. There we go. It's the It's Not So Late <laughs> Show. Uh, the It's Not So Late Show. And I try to bring out celebrity guests to have fun. And I have a whole new repertoire of clients coming up that are going to be on the show. Uh, I haven't put out a show since the Carol Baskin show because I've just been so busy. But I have... Um, someone from the Mandalorian, someone from Back to the Future. I am going to have Dora the Explorer. So I have all these great guests that I just cannot wait to explore. See what I did there. And uh, yeah, I can't even say when to tune in because it's so inconsistent, but it's on my YouTube channel. So it's very, it's very exciting. I've watched a couple of episodes and uh, I'm going to go ahead and tell you guys, it's, it's a great podcast. Very, very interesting. Very interesting to, uh, you know, hear what, you know, what Aaron has to say, what the guests have to say. And all I can really say is go ahead and check it out for yourself. And hopefully you'll love it as much as uh, his audience does. That's sincere. Anyone has a name they want me to interview or if you are someone who uh, has done something really cool, because I don't just do celebrities. I've been focusing on mostly virality. So I had Mama's Boy on. They were a band. This was a guy who taught his mom how to play drums from scratch out of New Zealand. (laughs) It was great. Made national news. I'm going to have, at some point, Mary Halsey. She was on the Ellen DeGeneres show. She played a shofar and did a dance with Missy Elliott. So I just think there's so much value in these these viral people because it shows that if you do something good or do something fun, you can be rewarded for it. And it's just so fun yeah. to see. Yeah, definitely. So, again, thank you so much for coming out, and thank you so much for yeah. being here. Thank you Appreciate so much. Appreciate it. And – um yeah, I want to thank the audience as well. Thank you guys so much for checking this out and, you know, giving me a little bit of your time uh, to just tune in and check out the podcast and see what's new. And, you know, as more episodes come out, the quality is going to improve. And no matter what technical difficulties hit us, whether it's the lighting, whether it's, you know, whatever uh-huh. the case may be, background noise, anything, you know, I'm looking for improvement. So if you guys have any recommendations at all on, you know, on how to improve. I'd love to hear it. Go ahead and drop it in the comments. And... LED floodlight. <laughs> but also, I want to say something, viewers. Make sure you subscribe to Michael. He puts in a lot, and he has some really cool guests. I'm not going to name drop, but I, I've heard of a couple that are just significantly more popular on social media than myself and have done some really cool things. I have some really awesome backgrounds and really interesting business outlooks and perspectives that are going to be super invaluable to your own business endeavors. So definitely come back, check it out. I don't know if it's a weekly thing, but uh, check it out. Of course, if you guys are wondering whether there's going to be an episode coming out, some, you know, things may come up and I may not have a chance to record an episode. So if you guys really want to stay updated, go ahead and check it out. Check me out on Twitter. It's M I C H A. E L A G O D Z I C. So that's Michael A. Godzik. 
and that's on Twitter. So I will be very, very active on there about this podcast. And I'm always going to be posting on whether an episode's coming out or any questions for a specific guest that you guys might have. So go ahead and check it out. Aaron, thank you so much. Go ahead and plug your Welcome. social media. Follow him on, go ahead <laughs> plug him on Twitter. He's thank very fun. Uh, you can find oh, me. You just type in my name on any social media platform, double A-R-O-N, A-A-R-O-N, and then last name, H-A-N-A-N-I-A. I'm assuming my name is going to be above me or below me on yes, the screen. Maybe the logo might appear on screen. Well, you never know. Uh, my <laughs> name is You can find me anywhere. And most importantly, I'm accessible. If you have any questions whatsoever, please reach out in DMs, uh, send me a message, an email, because I am very poignant about my responses because I want to help people. I really do. And I'm not going to charge you. No, don't worry about that. Just if you have a question, ask it. Exactly. I look forward to seeing what you uh, what you come up with in the future, Aaron. I look you know forward to seeing what you're going to do. And just I can't wait to see what you come up with and all these new guests that you're mentioning. I can't wait to check it out. And you know, I wish you all the best. And I want to thank you for coming on. Absolutely. And Likewise. I really, I really wish you the best on your marketing endeavors. Yeah. Thank you so much. I, I really appreciate it. And to the listeners, thank you so much again, and I'll catch you next time. Peace. Peace. <laughs>